What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. We are at episode 70. It's man, I know it's not like a ton, but it feels good. Like episode 70. Oh, it's a ton. Like we're, we're a good amount. We're close to 100, baby. Every time about I to hit that triple digits, right, man. Um, so we, we got a pretty fun uh, show for you. A little faster one today, just uh, by nature of what we covered. But um, got into shoes and how it affects uh, your walking and how that might be driving pain in other areas, even not in your feet. Uh, then talked about um, just kind of some silliness going on in the world per, per usual. Um, and then my RLE, I brought up talking... Um, having a conversation with my mom about victimhood uh, mindset and mentality and, and things like that. So that's you know a hard one for people to hear and swallow, but uh, especially for myself, but one that I think is beneficial too. And then ended with um, some, some book talk, of course. Always got to get nerdy with it. Uh, so we had, had a good round of that as well. Tim, what do we get into? Yeah, so Instagram's doing a little social media experiment in some countries around the world, doing away with the number of likes you can see on someone's photo. So you may have heard about this. Uh, it's an attempt at improving the mental health behind Instagram. So we'll talk about the mental health aspect of that, how it's going to affect influencers, and just our take on that. Uh, and then another thing that happened is Russia's secret intelligence agency was hacked this past week, one of the largest data breaches in its history. So we'll talk about what they uncovered with that. Um, just Russia and the internet in general, um, and just the details on that. It's a pretty interesting conversation there. Uh, and then real life experience, I talk about uh, just the nature of talking politics at work. How, if a conversation like that comes up, how you should handle it, how I myself handled it in a pretty big sales presentation this week when politics came up. Um, just the proper way to just improve the, the the overall situation of talking about it. Great approach and, you brought up too. Yeah. Great, great way to attack it. Yeah, so just an interesting thing that came, came up on the fly this week. Um, and then I end the show talking about uh, Atomic Habits, the book I'm reading, uh, the stages of how you develop a habit um, and what you can do in these four stages to make a habit you're trying to develop successful. So a lot of good stuff you can take this week. Uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have time, please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, we really value what you guys have to say. So we want to improve and uh, we, we love your opinion. So without further ado, episode 70, have a great week. How's the weekend, Tim? It was amazing. I saw. Did you like a movie in the park or what? What were you doing? Yeah, I went to the Indianapolis Museum of Art, now called the New Fields, and watched uh, Harry Potter. Ooh. Uh, they have like an outdoor uh, theater area. It's like a tiered, like tiered seats with grass. You can sit on the grass. You can bring a chair. That's pretty and sweet. It, and they got like a projector out there. It's which, awesome. Which Harry Potter did you see? Sorcerer's Stone. Oh man, I haven't seen the original in so long. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that not too long ago. Like, man. Although I never understood why Ron stayed on the chess piece. In the end, why did he have to ride the damn horse? I don't know, man. When it when it comes to Harry <laughs> Potter analysis, I'm the last person you should talk to, though. So, but yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Golf yesterday at, in Carmel uh, at Plum Creek. Great golf course. I'm say you said you liked that one, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Played some basketball yesterday at the downtown YMCA as well. Good. Good deal, man. Didn't uh, it, wasn't able to get as much work done yesterday as I like, but that's what today's for. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I was shining a little yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the museum, do they do that? Is that like a weekly thing? or mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, they show like a different movie every week. Cool. But yeah, it's a good, uh, it's really hot. 
I would have gone on a cooler day, but definitely definitely a cool thing to do. And it's only it's like twelve dollars for a ticket. Oh, that's not bad. So, and do you like you bring your own beers or what? Mm-hmm. You can bring everything. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's the that's the good thing about it that you get over a regular movie theater is you can bring anything. Bring the cooler, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Right where you want to be, right? Right where you want to be. I was right where I wanted to be yesterday, sitting on on the lake with my buddy Shelby. So, yeah, I was in Culver on uh, Lake Max and Cucky. Nice. And, uh, we didn't go out on the boat yesterday, um, but. I was I was telling him I was like if we do I was interested in trying to find the house that I framed because oh, that's where yeah. we framed that house when I did construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was on a framing crew uh, back in the day and we did a house right on Lake Max and I told them I was like I could probably spot it and recognize it even I was used to seeing it just the frame and then Tyvek I was like I could probably spot which one it is uh, mm-hmm. but you know we. We didn't go out, but that's fine. It was such a good time to hang. We just sat in the water, and he had like one of those big float, uh, like big pad things that just float. Mm. Uh, so we're just out there sipping some beers and chopping about life. Yeah. So it was, yeah, good day. Uh, Friday hung hung low, hung low on Friday. Good. Yeah, stayed in with James and did a little work. We watched uh, we watched a movie. So there you go. Yeah, catch up on some things today though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Go Christoph Lewis on him work on Sundays. That's right. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, what do you got going on in the world today, Tim? Yeah. So Instagram uh, made an interesting announcement. They're doing they're running a social media experiment in Australia, uh, Brazil, Canada, Ireland, Italy, Japan, and New Zealand. Uh, they're doing away with likes on Instagram. So what do you mean doing away with likes? Like you can't like anything. You can like a photo, but you can't see the amount of likes that someone else's photo has. So you just don't see the number. You don't see the number. You can open. You can because you can still see. You can see who sees you it can, too. You can see who liked it, and if you really want to know how many likes people have, count. You can count <laughs> but yeah, if if you're the person who posted it, you can see, but no one else can see. And I think they're doing it kind of like a from a mental health standpoint because hmm. you got two sides of this. You got. The, the pros of it that, I mean, in, with Instagram today and today in social media, people are always comparing one, right. s- someone to one another. And, and they think that Instagram always drives us to, to show the best version of ourselves, even if it's not the most realist part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And they think that not being able to compare the amount of likes you have with someone else will serve you better from a mental health standpoint. So mm. they're running an experiment. They just got done with the one in Canada, but they're running them in other countries. And I think Instagram influencers, they probably lose in this situation because, I mean, that's how they make money is they, they based on the amount of likes they get. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's necessarily likes. I mean, likes helps uh, to fuel it. For sure, but yeah, I know. I, I know. Sometimes, think... if you do an ad for a company, they pay you based on the amount of likes oh, that yeah. you get. So mm-hmm. it goes deeper than that, but yeah. I mean, I'm not an influencer or anything, but I know. I mean, I I follow a lot of influencers on there that aren't happy about that for that reason. Yeah, um, <laughs> I just think that. it's interesting. Like, yeah. what's next? Like, uh, my question is like, do you think they'll eventually do this with followers too? It's <clears throat> a good question. Because I feel like that that's more effective. I would. I, say. I, would, I would think so too. I think that's. I'm I'm cool with like seeing how this plays. I'm mm-hmm. interested. Like, shit, whatever. Like, if it's 100 or 300 or 3,000 that I know aren't liking my photos, it's fine. Yeah. Um, how long have they been doing this? Do you know? 
recently, like, like with the last couple months. Oh, okay. Uh, have they come out with any other statistics on they have findings with anything? Okay. They just said the one, the Canada one, just got done, but they haven't released the findings from that one. Okay. But they're doing it in those those other countries I listed. So there will be more. I mean, there'll be more things that come out on this. I'd be interested to see, but. Like, I think this was this was the week they like announced that they were doing it, even though they have been doing it. Gotcha. If I were them, like if I saw a drastic improvement with whatever their metrics are, I don't know mm-hmm. what they're they're looking at or measuring with this. But if you saw improvement with people's mental health after you told them, like, yeah, we're just gonna do a trial, like just keep that bitch running, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, I guess I guess we're gonna do the social media thing for a while, huh, guys? Government's not like just keep it running if everyone's doing better. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it'd be kind of twisted, but I mean you're, uh, just hey, we're just gonna keep this going, guys. All right, that's it. Yeah, I don't know how effective it'll be because I think at the end of the day, people are always gonna compare themselves to other people, no matter if they can see likes or not. And, yeah, they'll they'll do followers, but yeah, yeah, at the same time, I feel like I don't know personally. I think people will get more hung up on. The amount of likes and who likes what mm-hmm. and who sees what uh, more than number of followers, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm with you on that where I think having the followers is more important and then likes. I think we should try it. Yeah. I, I think America should try it. Get rid of the, the number of likes. Mm-hmm. Quality over quantity, right? Yeah. Learn to count. <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting. I'm I'm very fascinated with mm-hmm. this. Like, and is it are they ever do the U.S.? Are they ever going to test it there? I don't know. We'll see. Oh, I don't know, man. Probably not. That's a long shot, I think. Yeah, probably not. We have some other things to figure out first. Yeah, just just a little bit. <laughs> just a few. Uh, I was so I was reading this article on shoes and how it affects your feet and your gait. So okay. gait, like how you walk. A lot of people, um, you know, you're not. No one walks perfect, right? But uh, it was talking about the difference in how we we are now adapted to using shoes all the time. And it's like, it can scrunch your feet. It can alter where you land on your foot. Do you land on the outside, the inside? Do you land more on the toe or the heel? Or So, like at, at my job, like I watch how people walk all the time. Even mm-hmm. if they're complaining about their hip pain, I want to see how they walk and move. And I always start ground up. So I want to see how you're landing on your feet. How do you walk? And that can tell me a lot of things. So uh, they didn't get as as deep into it uh, in that sense. But yeah, I, I found it interesting because I try to be very conscious with how I, how I walk and how I land my feet. Make sure I get good spray on my toes best I can uh, with the shoes that I wear and make sure I have good contact with feet and, and the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where you're contacted all the time, your feet on the ground. Yeah. So let's start there. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, I've, I've seen that affect knee and hip pain. Mm-hmm. And then we start different compensation uh, patterns as well. So it, it was just an interesting read uh, that people are, it seems people are realizing that, hey, shoes are kind of messing us up to an extent. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't not wear shoes, but just having better things on your feet and, and better awareness of how you're walking and running and, and all those things. Uh, so, yeah, I was fascinated by that read because I was like, hmm, I work with this all the time. Let's see. Yeah. So, Because it's one of those things where 
I mean, obviously shoes, they can serve as comfort, but if you wear shoes that orient your feet in a mm -hmm. way that they're not supposed to be oriented, and you do that day after day after day and wear the same shoe, like mm -hmm. one small thing can affect everything. Think about heels. Women yeah. wearing heels all the time. Oh my gosh. I, my feet hurt just from looking at people wearing heels. Yeah. I did a... Uh, Remember Alpha Kai would do that uh, walk a mile in her shoes mm -hmm. event? Mm -hmm. Dude, I was like, girls, I hear you, sister. It hurts. And because you walk a mile in, in high heels, and it's just like, this is miserable. And I, I have somewhere they're like, oh, my back hurts. Are we getting like anything changed? Like, well, I was wearing high heels all the time. That probably doesn't help. I'm like, I'll put. I'll give you the scrubs. You teach me because yeah. you're correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think about stuff like that, and I'm like, good grief! Like, I, and I know there's business and fashion, and you got to be presentable. But man, just try to do it less. Yeah. But yeah, some people I, I see they get so scrunched up in, in the shoes, and they can't spray their toes out, and it's like that affects everything. Mm -hmm. So, I just remember rush week for the girls mm -hmm. when it would it would be like negative temperatures outside and oh. they'd have to walk that entire street in heels like that's just and torture. then stand outside stand and wait yeah that's just torture man oh. hey that, sac sacrifice right then, then i'm walking in boots and blue jeans and a flannel i'm like i'm pretty cozy yeah i'm gonna go, I'm gonna go in here watching football <laughs> i don't gonna, have to wait in line eat some wings eat some chick-fil-a watch some football yeah uh but yeah so uh, not like huge current event-ish, but an interesting uh, read. I like to keep the, the health and wellness and, and things like that in, in there too. So, um, But in other current events, did you see uh, that Chris Pratt is now a white supremacist because he wore a Don't Tread on Me shirt? I didn't see that. Yeah. So headlines labeled him as a white supremacist for wearing a shirt that said Don't Tread on Me. So it's a company called Forged Clothing, and okay. they're owned by former Navy SEALs, mm -hmm. so the military uh, or vet vet owned, and they came out with this huge uh, thing on Instagram saying how wonderful of like a guy Chris Pratt is. He's never asked for a dime. He's never taken money. Uh, he's used his own resources and, and means to promote them. Like just always supported their their company, and it's like you know they served for our country too. And like that saying has been around forever, mm -hmm. and it's like everything is now a white supremacist or racial thing. It's like here's the other side of the coin. You don't do that to a guy like Chris Pratt, who you see on social media. Like, I mean, we only know what he shows us, but it seems like he's a really good human. And it's like he has 26 million people at his fingertips. Yeah, and you're gonna label him a white supremacist like that that yeah. fast it was interesting forge clothing also jabbed at nike and they tagged nike in their post dude they're like we're not nike oh yeah yeah when they were talking about like brand tension feeds and like uh comments and things like we're not at nike and mm. tag nike. i was like oh get them but it's just like guys what the man is wearing a t-shirt someone's always going to be offended you know the man is wearing a t-shirt but the fact you're going to write write a story about it mm -hmm. and put it as a headline that he's a white supremacist like here's my thing is and not that this is the desirable outcome but like trump's going to win again because of stuff like this like mm -hmm. it's the extremists on on either side that, that are the problem and you're just turning your own people off on your own product like if it gets to the point of ridiculous it's like chris pratt like 
you might as well label the rock a racist or something ridiculous too it, it's like it's that same yeah like playing field of just it's silly it's just being it's become silly mm-hmm. and so yeah i saw that the other day and i was like oh my god like you're gonna do that to someone with that much of a reach yeah. like they could he, not that he will i didn't see him post about anything at all like he could crush you absolutely mm-hmm. wreck you i just interesting time we live in tim definitely interesting time indeed uh you got anything else current events happen in the world yeah so russia's secret intelligence agency mm-hmm. was hacked this past week the largest data breach in history whoa in its history yeah. whoa yeah, I thought this was interesting. I this this read had me locked in. Apparently. So the ones who rigged our election got hacked. Yeah, <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah, they uh, and what they found. It, I mean, it wasn't a surprise of what they uncovered through the hack. It's just how big mm-hmm. the hack was, and and how yeah, the Russian secret intelligence. Right. Like everyone thinks they're hacking us, and they got hacked. Yeah. Now what, people? Right. Like, <laughs> I think they have bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Uh, they man- like apparently they managed to steal 7.5 terabytes of data from a major like government contractor, SciTech, exposing secrets uh, of the uh, the Federal Security Service to scrape social media, uh, targeted collection against internet users seeking to an- anonymize their activities, okay. and apparently, uh, Putin signed something where or passed something where. In case Russia gets removed from the the global infrastructure of the worldwide internet, they have their own internet, the Russia's own internet. So they uncovered just some secrets about that. How paranoid can you get? We're so, gonna remove Russia from the internet. <laughs> yeah. So, so just some stuff about that, and apparently the hackers uh, on so SciTech, the government contractor that they hacked. After they hacked it, they they left a smiling Yoba face on the homepage of contractors. Just, I don't know Yoba. I don't know either, but they just left a smiley face just to let them know they got hacked on their website. <laughs> I think that's probably the scariest part. It's like yeah. you walk into work, and your website is it's got that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man! Like you just know, you know, just crazy. Oh my gosh, dude, that's crazy. Apparently, this isn't the first time they've gotten hacked either. Like I had this, ha- like this same hacking group. It's called a uh, Digital Revolution. That's the name of the- there's a fact. There's a hacking group called that. But hmm. this is like the multiple time they've they've hacked. There's a, there's quite a few hacking groups, like mm-hmm. big time hackers. Yeah, uh, I've watched a few docu- documentaries on on some of them, and they're man, they can do some scary stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, God. Putin's so paranoid we're going to remove him from the internet. That's so funny. Well, dude, that's why those uh, the cybersecurity companies have just just been doing so well the last, like, 10 years. It's just mm-hmm. the fact that there's such a great need for it. I know one of the people on Shark Tank, he, that's how he he yeah. owns a company that does that. Well, that Robert Hershevich? Yeah. Not him? Yeah. Um, God, yeah. It's like, if you think that we're getting hacked for our elections, uh, it's like... What do you think about it now? Mm-hmm. You think it's all Russia? Yeah. If you really think that that's what's going down. But that's... Dude, that's... I don't know exactly the amount of information, like what that looks like. But I know that's a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I'd be interested to see what that company's going to do with their relationship with being on their database now, too. Yeah. And how, how that's going to play out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll be here for it. Man, 
Russia doing some scary things. You'd sign in something like that though is mm-hmm. pretty wild to me. Pretty much, I feel like it's just it's like an insurance policy for their for them in case they get kicked off the worldwide internet. But I mean, why, would, it, why sm- would they get kicked off in the first place? Yeah, that's the th- like. Is it smart? Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. But it's the internet. Yeah. How do we? I don't know how you cut me off the internet. Who knows? But, Whoa, interesting. Yeah, that's, that's all some, I have. That's some twisted about. stuff, though. Mm-hmm. I want to say cool, but it's not cool. It's just really wild mm-hmm. to me what people can do with a computer, too. Like it's just. Whew. Yeah. I don't know how to do any of that. Lucky if we make the recording work right. <laughs> Get our Zoom working properly. <laughs> Right. Uh, what you got for some RLEs today, man? Yeah, so I'm diverting from the one I prepared because I just realized this. Oh my gosh, Tim. I have to re-prepare now because you had to divert and I'm... Gosh, okay. All uh, right, all right, go. So the proper way to to handle talking politics at work. Ooh, so, interesting. Yeah, so I was in a... A sales meeting presentation with a pretty big prospect actually yeah and the topic of of kavanaugh came up and i think it's so easy to to give your opinion on something on on, on a political opinion but has he done or said something recently kavanaugh no this was it just the topic of the whole story oh, okay nothing recent oh, okay. okay and i'm just trying to figure out like just the best way when something comes up like that at work I'm never gonna give my opinion at work on 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 politics. That's that's my honest opinion, right? Especially with someone who I'm trying to like earn the business of, because you never know like if you're gonna say something that that puts someone off. Mm-hmm. It's so touchy in today's society to talk about politics. Yeah. So when it came up, instead of like trying to like not talk about it, I just ask questions about it. Mm. Become the interviewer when someone brings up political topics at work. Yeah. Like don't don't ask questions to persuade them or anything. Ask questions to become more informed about the whole situation. Hmm. And I found that in this meeting, could have easily jumped in and said something. It's not like I I even disagreed with her on the topic. Whether yeah. you agree or disagree with someone, yeah. I think it's just the the best course for anyone to to keep a level relationship with someone and not make yourself look bad or jeopardize your company's chance of getting business with someone. Right. To always just play the interviewer and or- just. I put my podcast on, yeah. podcast hat on when she when she brought this up, yeah. and I just asked questions about it and remained completely neutral through my questions. I was gonna say either that or don't get into it, just leave it be. Yeah, like, but you can't you can't just like oh let's. It, I feel like it just looks bad if you just try to like change the subject abruptly because they they brought it up because they were interested in it, mm-hmm. but you and you want to talk like Carnegie said you want to talk about things that are people are interested in. Yeah. So, like, if someone brings stuff up at work, like, I'll just kind of roll with it, mm-hmm. and like, because I have limited time with them, I'll roll, let it roll till it's just they run out, mm-hmm. and then I gear where I want to go. Like, but oddly enough, I was talking to someone, and she she brought up something or another about how just you know, wild time to be alive, and you know we can't like really talk to people, and I was mm-hmm. like, do you see like Chris Pratt like the comment? white supremacy it's just it's silly and and it was just the topic of silliness and how ridiculous we've gotten so yeah like i've had those if someone else brings it up i i don't like fuel that but uh, and the obvious things that we can agree on yeah and it was like no one was around us either it it was quieter it's fine yeah um but yeah i i don't have many people that bring up politics or religion either Mm -hmm. uh 
actually, no, I do have people to bring up. I have plenty of people I talk to God with or talk with about God, but usually politics is left alone. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have many people that are going to bring that kind of stuff up mm-hmm. uh, just because, of, like, it's time and place. Yeah. You know, it's it just we don't do it. Right. So, uh, but no, that's that's good good uh, advice to just get more informed on why they're thinking and saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in that. I'm well, not, you I'm think not here to give an opinion about yeah, something. Whether you think it's smarter or not. Yeah. But I like that. That's that's good because it's always better just, hey, I'm just asking questions. Yeah. Like, I, that's all, I was just learning. Yeah. And I kind of just had to think on my feet in that moment because that's the first time I've actually been in a presentation and politics has come up, like, in the conversation. Mm. So... I should remain neutral, just ask questions. Yeah. Figure out why they think the way they do. And yeah. Something's agreeable, like morally, and like it's obvious, agree with them. But right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I saw my mom recently about uh, victimhood mentality mm-hmm. and like the victimhood mindset. Because a lot of people get in this. And look, I've been in the woe is me stage before where it's like, man, everything's happening to me. You know, like the world's just kind of crashing down on me. Like, you know, we all have those moments for sure. But it's like, if if you want all that to change, eventually you do have to make the shift of like, okay, I'm not a victim anymore. Like, you can't have that mindset of like, you know, no one else has this. Like, it's just me. It's like, everyone's got their things. It's just, you know, playing the victim card, I think, keeps you there longer. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you, you need to somehow empower yourself. Like, for us, we like to go to the gym. You play golf. You play basketball. Uh, you know, those things make you feel more empowered. Eating well, making sure you get regular exercise in a week, uh, even if it's like two, three days, like that consistency, you will feel more empowered. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she she's got uh, a client with kind of that similar thing. You know, we started doing consistencies with that as exercise, eating right, just feeling better, sleeping right, and getting out of that victim mindset and it's uh it's pretty interesting to to like you know live it but then see it in others and it's like man i've been there and i see it clear as day and they probably have no idea yeah but it's it's understanding that you can't always be the victim like Mm -hmm. you're not you know it's it's time to give yourself the power back and and get out of your undesired situation right so it's and that's a tough pill for people to swallow and to have that be told to you. Like my mom picked and cho- chose when she laid that into me at times too, like and it's not things you want to hear. Right. <laughs> but it's it's what has to happen. But yeah, I I've I've seen that with a few friends of mine too mm-hmm. to where it's like man, we got to get you out of this. Yeah. Like part of it's got to be on you. Mhm. So yeah, I just I think that's uh, that's interesting. I was talking to my mom about that recently. So, uh, and then you know it's funny you talk about something particular, and then you see it. It's like uh, when you get like whatever new car, and then that's all you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like we talked about it, then I saw it. I'm like, oh man, it's clear as day now. Like been there. I must have been a handful when I was there. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a tough one for people too. So yeah, that's kind of my RLE was was that the victimhood mindset. I was thinking about that in the store the other day too. I was like, man, I think that'd be a good good topic for people to listen to just cuz it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to hear. So 
Uh, all right, let's nerd out. What you got for book talk? Uh, yeah, so I talked about uh, Atomic Habits last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked about just habit stacking, about when you're trying to develop a new habit, yeah. couple it with something you already do. Sure. Uh, so this week, I just want to talk about the four stages of habit, like a habit, like how habits form and mm. what you can do to to actually make a habit that you want to achieve successful. So there's four things. There's the cue, there's craving, there's the response, and there's the reward. So the cue triggers your brain to initiate some habit. Okay. So whether it's noticing the reward that something could come from something like, hey, if I meditate, I'm going to be more level-headed. Gotcha. If I put more hours in my side hustle, I'm going to be happier and have good financial opportunities in the future. The cue. Uh, craving. The craving is the motivational force behind every habit. So what makes this habit attractive? Like, why, what's, How is this habit going to arouse my state of mind? How is it going to make me a better person? How is it going to change me? What, like, mm. What's motivating me to do this? So that's the craving. And then the response is the actual performance of the, of the habit, you doing it. So whether that's doing it through the action, uh, whether it's some type of form of thought, uh, that's what you actually do. do. So, and when you do a habit, you should make it easy for you to do it first. And by making it easy, it's repeating it over time. That's mm-hmm. what makes a habit a habit is right. once you do it more and more, it becomes easier. So that's that's the, the response part of it. Um, and then the reward is the end goal of it. So what did it, how did it satisfy me? How did it, t- how did it teach me? So one of those two things is the reward. It's like, what did it bring me? Like, how did it make me a better person? How did it make me feel better? How's it going to make me live longer? As well as how, what did it teach me? How did it make me smarter? How's it going to make me a more productive human being? So like those four things, like the cue, the craving, the response, the reward, to make it a successful habit, for the cue part, you got to make it obvious. So, you get you need to put more books around your house if you want to read more. Mm. Um, you want to have your workout clothes laid out for you in the morning. That's going to make make it more obvious and make make you work out more. Um, and then the craving part of it is you want to make it attractive. The response part is you want to make it easy, and then the reward is you want to make it satisfying. So those four things are what make the habit the habit. So. Did I just it, thought that was interesting how they just dissected it that way. Yeah, no, I'm a fan of that because uh, it's like, yeah, you need the motivation. You need to know why you're doing it. You need to know how it's going to get done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's discipline too. It's just like to be that consistent. So my question is, did they say maybe already or um, maybe in this most recent chapter how long it takes for a habit to become like a habit? Like how many times you have to do it consistently, whether it's daily or weekly in a row, has it said or? I think you. I think you define that once. Once you do it without even thinking, because mm-hmm. when you first develop a habit, it t- it takes kind of you have to overcome some type of mental obstacle to do it, right. or, or physical obstacle. I think when you get to a point, I think it's different for every habit you do. It's there's no like how long it takes, but for, as, to how, like as to how as to how long it takes. Once you feel like it's easy for you to do, yeah. then and you do it without thinking, that's when a habit becomes a habit. Yeah, I wasn't sure if they had like a you know it takes roughly like ninety days of the consistent. Ha- I didn't know if they had a a timeline on like typically it for it to become a habit. A habit. Well, I think yeah, they didn't give like. It was a just a curious timeline, question. Yeah. Yeah. I like that though because mm-hmm. it 
yeah with without one of those it's not going to happen is there anything that you do like any habits that you have that any of those four things come into play like is there anything that you do to like healthy eating wise is there anything you do to make it obvious or make it attractive anything that you took from those four that you do Uh, any healthy habits you do if i don't stretch or or do certain therapies on myself like i'll feel pain (laughs) Uh yeah And, and with, with that, also trying to find out why I need to do those things in the first place, right? So right. something in my movement or everyday life is, is poking the bear. So um, I am figuring that out. But, I mean, I got my foam roll. It stands upright in my closet. So, like, yeah, I, I see it blatantly or I'll mm-hmm. knock it over or something. And it's like, oh, I better just do it. Uh, so that and then I do prepare my gym bag uh, the night before. Mm-hmm. So I make sure that's ready to go. Nice. That's also like kind of like a time thing for me too. In yeah. the morning, I don't want to be having to get everything ready in the morning. I want to be right. ready to go. Yeah. So it, it's kind of twofold why I do that. But that's one for me. Habit of being on time. Yeah. And uh, I, I do prep my meals for the week. Mm-hmm. So to like on Sunday, uh, I cook a lot on Sunday to get me through... Wednesday, then I cook Wednesday for uh, Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. And Friday and Wednesdays are half days for me at work, so that, that kind of plays to my, my advantage as well, but I still do like my meals ready for mm-hmm. work. Um, and that's just, yeah, that's a healthy eating thing. It's also a time thing. Yeah, like you're deliberately dedicating time to do this mm-hmm. thing. And it's just habitual. Yeah. yeah, and you make it important to you. Right. Priorities. Like, I, don't, I don't go to work without my lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, th- those are probably the two biggest uh, things right now, um, and that's more uh, really taking care of myself. I mean, writing and reading my books and uh, uh, journal, they're right next to my bed on my nightstand, mm-hmm. so they're always in my face. Yeah. And then you open one of my drawers in that nightstand, there's more books. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, have, I have those in place. I, uh, my mom told me this one... I, been doing it for quite a while now i put money in certain places like i'll put a dollar kind of tucked away here but i still see it every day i'll put a dollar somewhere here where i see it every day and she's like that just gets you used to seeing money and then it will be more attracted to you Mm. and so when when you start to receive more money uh it won't feel strange or some people almost feel wrong when they have so much money she's like it will help you to see money so the more you see it the more you're used to seeing that green yeah and i'm like wow that's good so i've i've been that's one i've i mean i haven't moved those bills around in probably close to a year Mm. so and like it's not my time yet to to really see a lot of it but I, i see it every day yeah, make so, it familiar. So when I do, yeah, when I do tap into like, okay, now revenue is really coming. Mm-hmm. It won't be like as foreign to see more money. Right. So, That's good. Yeah. I like so, that. So those are some some hidden gems of, of slags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good. But uh, yeah, man, dude, habits are tough too. Yeah. Even when they're good for you. Yeah. They're, they're tough. Like stretching for me is hard to make sure just, you know, if I roll a stretch and roll, it takes me like 10 minutes. Out of the whole day. Just do it right before bed, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I always do it at the gym. Uh, but that that's one I struggle with. like, So that's one I've been diligent on. You know, reading and writing, That's we're used to that by now. Right. But, yeah, stretching, it's like, I need to get better. Yeah. So going for function. 
Good. You got anything else on this one, man? No, not for book talk. All right. Perfect, perfect. Hey, everyone, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to listen uh, to the episode. If you're liking it, getting some good value from it, please head over to iTunes. Uh, leave us a five-star rating and review. Then DM us on Instagram. Let us know you did so. Uh, tell us your name because we can't always tell who's who by Apple ID alone. Uh, and then give us a good mailing address, and we will send a free laptop sticker to you uh, ASAP. Uh, and until next time, talk to you guys soon.